0: Welcome to the Manor.
1: Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead,
0: Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. I'm Creeping Death James. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm James. How, how, how are you? How, how's everybody doing?
1: We're fine, ass. <laughs>
0: That's right. I do have a fine ass. Thank you. Recognize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so as we record, today is Tartan Day.
1: It is. So,
0: so I wore my kilt to work and And we had a little monthly team, like the department social hour thing they do well every month because that's why it's called monthly. (laughs) Uh huh. I am so smart. (laughs) But (laughs) as uh, some of the people were looking at my kilt, and I walked by, there's a group of my female colleagues kind of standing there. And as I walked by, and they, I I know they weren't checking me out to like "Eh, check me out, but they're looking at the kilt. And I said, "Eyes are up here, ladies." (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I had to say that to Rebecca the other night. <laughs> I won't describe that scene, but yeah, I had to say the same thing.
0: <laughs> of, course, of course they looked at me and said, We've made our choice, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they took it the good natured way I meant it, thinking <laughs> this. <laughs> That's cool. Well, you know, it's, it's not hard to find the line not to cross to, you know, you can still be kind of stupid and say things without Without being called into HR, <laughs> yeah, Howard Wallowitz. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: what yeah. are you drinking
0: tonight, Joey?
1: <laughs> um. Well, I, I'm. I'm having uh, what I'm hoping is the last of the Erdinger Oktoberfest that I've been slowly drinking. <laughs> And uh, we're we're doing a second episode tonight, right? So I think I do I no, I actually no. I think I finished off my um
0: my Bellhaven.
1: So yeah. I didn't really have anything for tartan day.
0: Well, you know, I didn't actually I don't think I have any Scottish beers. What I'm having is uh the topic specific, but not um tartan day specific. Yeah. Huh. Oh cool. Mm but in your Oktoberfest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's good stuff. I've had that, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I think <laughs> I gave it a four. I think I give it a four on the app.
0: I think. It's not bad coming from a tight ass like you. <laughs> I know. Right? That's I mean, like me giving it a 5.3, and there's only a five-point scale. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Just to move on. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I am having... Uh, so I'm going to read the description real quick. That that's on the bottle in the website goes: Storm the keep, heavily fortified. The keep is the last bastion standing between a brave knight and heroic victory, unless, of course, they have a dragon. Ooh, they have a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm I'm having a dragon's milk. Oh, son of a bitch! I got two cans of dragon's milk sitting in the fridge. <laughs> Well, I'm having Dragon's Milk Crimson Keep, which is their red ale. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, eleven percent bourbon barrel aged red ale.
1: I I want to say the one that's in the fridge is the bourbon barrel aged, but not the
0: red ale. Uh, yeah, if it's just Dragon's Milk with the black label, it should be the stout.
1: No, no, this is um, what is this one? I don't remember. I is don't either. Red ale because it's got a white can. It's got a white leaf.
0: No, there is a white stout they make.
1: Okay, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's not bad. No, yeah, I mean, we probably need to drink that up. We've had that for a while.
0: <laughs> It'll keep. It's probably 11%, 12% too. <laughs> yeah.
1: That actually would have been, damn, I, I wasn't even thinking. I just I grabbed the bottle because it had been in there longer.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure the Oktoberfest is lower in alcohol, so probably needs to be drank sooner.
1: Yes.
0: Oh, you know what? I do tell a lie. White stout six percent.
1: Okay.
0: I looked it up. Anyway, I've ooh, I've actually got the gold ale. I just it's it's one of the new ones. Yeah, but well, I, but I've not had it yet. Anyway. Golden we,
1: Golden Trock would have been good.
0: That would be good. Yeah. That
1: would be a perfect one for this episode.
0: Why why is that? Why would a golden drop be um, well,
1: for one it's higher alcohol percent
0: that's <laughs> uh, always better <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't remember exactly what it is but i'm pretty sure it's double digits at least
0: <laughs> um it's high high single or low yeah
1: yeah yeah it's a nine or a ten or twelve something like that golden um dark. it would be appropriate as well like yours is because we are
0: talking about the movie dungeons
1: and dragons honor among thieves
0: you know i have to admit when i saw who was in it i'm like all right i like chris pine this may be good because i'm still i'm still irritated with the one that came out in 2000 2000 yeah as i was thinking late 1990s but yeah 2000 because it just just wasn't good no no it was not i wanted it to be good (laughs) oh yeah yeah we all did (laughs) But you know what? Th- this one is good. It is
1: good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I did too. Yeah, um, it, it's it's got a good balance. Uh, That's what I was telling uh, somebody earlier. It's got a, like a good balance between the comedy and the action and the the drama,
0: like an actual D anD D role playing group that you know friends because we jack around and have fun but then we have some action and a little bit of drama and more humor and yeah yeah i
1: was i was actually i was reading something today that um the first uh first day on the set they they had a delay in in shooting so um the the main cast sat down and did a zoom thing with somebody at wizards of the coast and uh, they played uh, like a three-hour D and D session for hmm. some of them. That's smart. Yeah, so they were uh, they were saying that you know it kind of I guess it kind of helped them bond as 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 a group.
0: <laughs> nice, that's cool. Oh well, yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, I I I don't know. Should we give background of the movie? That's easy to find and people are going to watch it, but I, I don't mind. Or should we just talk about specific things? I'm good either uh, way. Why,
1: what kind of background do you mean?
0: Well, uh, um, Like the plot, I guess. Um, yeah, we can if you want. Eh, it's just that every time we do one of these episodes, we start talking about stuff, and then five minutes before we're about ready to finish, we go, oh, yeah, by the way, this is what it's actually about. <laughs> um
1: well it's it's a heist it's a heist movie
0: <laughs> it is. it's kind of like uh d and d meets o- oceans <laughs> oceans eleven <laughs> yeah um it's uh yeah are you trying to do no spoilers <laughs> no <laughs> yeah okay you know, so so a couple. Couple people are in a prison and they escape because one of the, the, the person's child is, is you know, he needs to get out to go see his daughter and and then they find out one of their former conspirators of being thieves has actually become a lord of a town and, and has her and, and he's actually a bad guy, so they have to do a heist to get the daughter out. And in the process they have to venture all over the realm to find things to get her out. Yeah. Is completely accurate and not informative. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll make more sense down the road when we actually do an episode on like well, this is like the 50th anniversary of Dungeons and Dragons this year. So I think we're gonna do something down the road this year about that. And uh I because I don't I don't want to get into the history of the game right now.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, actually that should be its own thing. Yeah, and, and next next year's the 50th.
1: Oh, and is it next year? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right.
0: So we we got time. Oh, good. But but we should still start this year with a few things, and then then do a cool one next year.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah. It's it's a, it's a good movie. So I will say, my wife went with me. She does uh-huh. not play role playing games of any kind, let alone DD, But she still enjoyed it. It's still a really just nice fantasy yeah. movie with comedy and action and heroism. Yeah. So there's
1: um you you don't really need to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons or the Forgotten Realms, which is the campaign setting uh, where the movie takes place. So, if you know if, if you play D D, you know that. If you don't play D D, then that the, the world where the movie takes place is actually a campaign setting um, that that you can actually play in, and and has been for a long time. And I I will talk about that a little bit later, uh, but not I don't, I don't again don't want to get too much into that because that's getting into some of the history stuff of the company. <laughs> or of the game itself um so you don't really need to know any of that stuff going into it i think it's enjoyable without knowing any of that but for people who have played the game uh, especially the current edition fifth edition and uh, especially people who have played in forgotten realms um there are a shit ton of things you're going to be picking out of the movie almost every scene you're going to go oh i know what that reference is (laughs)
0: I, I did make a promise not to tell her the things. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think even just my laughter for getting them myself without sharing was was maybe going a little overboard for her. <laughs> As you're right. In my head, I'm going, Ooh, Oh, oh, ah, I know that. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, look, Cult of the Dragon.
1: We're playing that right now. <laughs> yeah, so I had Cult of the Dragon. I am actually running James and our friend Sam and and uh, Sam's fiancé through a, a Cult of
0: the Dragon campaign. <laughs> oh, you said fiancé. Ooh, they're not engaged. Oh, they're not? Oh, no. I mean... I thought they were. Oh, wait, sorry. Let me let me tone that down. No, no, they're not. <laughs> okay. No, no. no. All I right. mean, I, I think they're... Well, yeah. I, I don't even know if they listen to this anymore, but I will say, it is long-term. Jenny, Sam's not leaving you. <laughs> but, <laughs> But I also don't know if there's a ring in your near future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry I said that. Then I thought they were engaged. <laughs> well, better here than when we were gaming and you sat in front of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah. Without getting to that, I, I was I was talking about her, or the movie and and the game with a colleague earlier, and telling her how much I enjoy playing a, a halfling paladin for a change. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh but anyway, before we digress on that, it'll be one of the other D&D episodes we <laughs> Yes. Oh, but yeah, it's a uh, I, I don't know, I mean I, I wrote down like topics to talk about, but if if you have something specific, I'll I'll follow you.
1: Uh no, no, you go go ahead. I mean, I I printed out a thing with some of the um some of the easter eggs, but I you know, for people who've never played it or don't know anything of um the forgotten realm stuff i there's really not much in here in the easter egg stuff that would make sense a, unless you are somebody who watched the saturday morning
0: cartoon in the 80s <laughs> that, that um, was a that was a good easter egg yeah and i, no, I don't it. even know if i call it an easter egg because it was like a, a they were significant for a couple like a few minutes
1: they were and those are the characters from the cartoon.
0: Because yeah, in yeah. the
1: credits, they are listed by their names from the cartoon.
0: <laughs> Hank and Bobby and...
1: Yes. Um, and apparently, uh, Wizards of the Coast has said that they are in the Forgotten Realms. And they're, they're trying to now say that the cartoon took place in the Forgotten Realms. And it's like, without, again, getting into the history of this all this stuff... Um, I'm going to call bullshit.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, I don't care if they retro. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, Recon. That's,
1: yeah. And, and considering how the show went, there's no reason why they couldn't have wound up in the forgotten realms
0: anyway. Um, well, maybe I, have you ever listened? Well, yeah, shit. Maybe we see. We're going to get so sidetracked, but have you, you have the, the discs, right? You have the, I,
1: I've got you, the DVD set. Yes, yes. With, with the table read of the final unproduced episode
0: right and me too and i've listened in fact somebody actually has gone and created a, a video like an actual cartoon of it i watched I the other it on
1: day. youtube yeah yeah
0: it's good but you know maybe they're there but they probably shouldn't be because <laughs> most of them home.
1: went home <laughs>
0: yeah but anyway that's that's a different episode if we
1: <laughs> yes yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah yeah the, they were in there and yeah is uh I I I will say one of my uh, you know I was gonna say one of my favorite I loved every damn thing about it but one thing that if I DM again that I need to remember that I I used to do uh-huh. is is I thought the scenery was amazing.
1: The scenery was yeah.
0: No this the, the whether it was woodland or city urban role whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it shows them coming up into to a big city over these green hills, and I'm like, "See, that's what I used to try to explain." And and I I don't know if anybody liked it, but if I DM, I'm gonna ask, and if people want a little more, I yeah, that's one of the things I loved about doing it as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I always enjoyed it when when you or anybody else did that. Um I I don't I don't do it as much, but a lot of the times when I'm like the game I'm running you guys through, I, I'm reading some of the box text, so it's already in the box text.
0: Which which helps. Yeah. And I am enjoying your description of the combat where you say the arrow went through his eye and splurches out the other side, you know. That's... Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I could just say, oh, yeah, your arrow hit, he's dead, you know.
0: <laughs> it's
1: it's a lot more entertaining when I describe what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, so, so if, if anybody's not played... And you want an idea of what we see in our heads? Go watch this movie if you have played and want to get an idea of what somebody else sees. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's,
1: it's something that somebody did point out though the uh, the maze at the end in the arena. I I wonder and if it's the same thing I read today. <laughs> it, it might be. So as it as it shifts, you know, um, they they said from the top down view, it looks like the grid maps that you use for the miniatures yeah the battle
0: battle map is what i read yeah a battle map
1: yeah i thought that was pretty neat because it didn't hit me at first and you know and then i saw that and i'm like "Oh, oh, oh that's
0: funny okay yeah i didn't get it either and i read that today and i felt bad for not getting it but yeah so there's a lot in there
1: there there were a lot of things like that because uh the the scene where they were in the cemetery and um Simon, the, the sorcerer, uh, pulls out that, uh, <laughs> the, the item that will let them talk to the, the, the can do the speak with dead spell. Yeah. And, and he tells them, he says, well, you only get five questions. And they say, five questions? Why only five questions? He, I don't know. That's just the way it works. To me, that was a joke about the rules. the the, the actual joke about the game rules themselves
0: (laughs) it is arbitrary (laughs) it is i mean
1: and that's the that's the word that was popping into my head you know five is kind of an arbitrary number
0: (laughs) why can i only use i I looked up the stats on the magic items earlier today and the the hither thither staff yeah um you can use it four times per day or you know has up to four charges and then it gains one d4 which is a die you know you roll it and you get one through four charges four mm-hmm. sided die and i'm like well you know that that makes sense but why is it only four but you do have to realize if you don't have limits it's overpowered
1: exactly yeah
0: but or or you can look at it like the D cartoon where they let eric the cavalier be the dungeon master for a day and he starts bringing in water and the dungeon master's like if you do that some place that has water is going to become a desert. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we we have to keep limits on the magic. <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, oh and speaking of that scene though in the cemetery, the uh, w- one of the things that they wanted to do was get the Monty Python guys to do the voices. The really? Worst. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be great. And I they I think they thought it was going to cost too much money to get the surviving members, and because uh, Graham and Graham Chapman and Terry Jones are dead. They weren't going to be able to get all of the Pythons. So they just decided to go with somebody else.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is fine. And honestly, I'm kind of glad because sometimes that sort of thing can pull you out of it because you're like, Oh, it's money yeah. Python. And then you're like just out of it.
1: Yeah. I, um, but it was, it was appropriate that they even thought of that because that gaming Playing Dungeons and Dragons was one of the ways that I learned about Monty Python and the Holy Grail before I watched it.
0: it's constantly
1: being quoted.
0: All, of the, all the quotes all of us were doing?
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. And of course, they're flying over my head because I hadn't watched it yet, but, you know, so, I, you know, then I go and watch it and everything makes sense. But, you know, I mean, that would have been, it, it would have been a, it would have been funny if they'd been able to do it, but I do agree with you that it, it's also one of those things that would have kind of pulled you out of it. Yeah.
0: So I was going to bring this up later, but it's, it'll it'll be a perfect segue because uh, Bradley Cooper. Yes. As a halfling. Yes. I honestly didn't know that was Bradley Cooper when I was watching it. I didn't know until I was watching the credits, seeing about, you know, a, a, in credit scene, I saw his name. I'm like, Holy shit! He did such a good job of just being a halfling, uh-huh. w- without making a, you know, without being Bradley Cooper. That it was it was awesome because it, it could have pulled me out, but it didn't. He did a good job.
1: Yeah, Um he actually. I I'm, I'm not sure what the story is on this. I was I was looking up something today, and he was not originally the person that was supposed to play that character. I
0: think nope. that.
1: <laughs> yeah i think they had actually shot that scene with somebody else and then went back and redid it with him
0: yeah so so the scene um we'll we'll talk about the main characters here in a minute because i want to talk about classes yeah which which will be cool but one of the characters played by michelle rodriguez is a a large human barbarian female you know and she's she's a human but you know a, a big strong human mm-hmm. and she fell in love with a halfling and that scene where it shows this halfling you know hobbit person talking mm. to a human and you know they were in love and it's you it just it's amazing because this little tiny yeah. halfling has obviously made her happy in all sorts of ways yes <laughs> and but but then it didn't work out because she couldn't settle down and you know, i don't have to go into the whole thing but then he found another human to fall in love with and i'm thinking this halfling is smooth <laughs> and it was another female barbarian yeah <laughs>
1: who i think was even bigger than michelle rodriguez
0: a little bigger
1: (laughs) so yeah that was that was funny
0: yeah but yeah they had somebody else and what i i don't i might have misunderstood but from how i read it michelle rodriguez wasn't even because the size differential was so much that they didn't do the parts together they did them separate and then they had bradley cooper come back in and do it Mm-hmm. Because he did have to. You know, if they did them separate, he can be there later and redo it. And then she's then she heard about it. She's like, "Oh, well, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if they had done a forced perspective or,
1: or something on that. So I didn't. Uh, I wasn't entirely sure.
0: Yeah. For, well, how I read it was that they just did them separate, so it wasn't like a Peter Jackson Lord of the Ring thing. Yeah. But they did it well.
1: They did. Yeah, because you couldn't. You couldn't tell it was a composite shot.
0: Yeah. Very. Oh, long. And- and speaking of doing things well, the CGI that was in there, I thought oh, was yeah. really good, but they it did was. practical effects, too, where appropriate, which was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, they had all sorts of different races, species, whatever you want to call it, at the very beginning when they're trying to break out of the prison. And uh-huh. they, practical effects, and it was really good on yeah. the practical effects there. Would would you? Th- I, I'm going to go and order my notes, and, okay. and when when I hear a pause, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, so, be, the, I'll get to the class in a second, but I want to mention the music. Uh huh. Love that too. I thought all the music was pretty much spot on, perfect. I mean, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's nice. medieval tavern goblin adventuring yeah. style music. Yeah. And and even the end credit song. Well, it was not, but it, it fit well. It did a really good job. I thought. Mm-hmm. And the, the leader of the group is a bard and he sings in there a couple times and yeah, not so bad. Yeah. But then that was my next note is to talk about the actors in the classes. Didn't know if you had anything else first though. Uh,
1: no, I, I guess I, um, I, I guess
0: the music fit so well. I wasn't even really thinking
1: about it. It was just part of the whole thing. And, and, uh, yeah it
0: was it was really good well jackie made fun of me once or twice because she caught me when the music could come on I was over in my chair bopping along and she... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I may have to get the soundtrack that that was uh that was pretty good yeah
0: so classes yes uh in, in d d for those of you who haven't played if you're listening to this at all <laughs> uh so c- classes are what you do it's it's kind of your adventuring profession whether you're a fighter or ranger like aragorn strider from lord of the rings or a magic user or wizard or a thief rogue or a cleric which is a, a priest type person
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this is one of the things i the first movie did not portray anything well but let alone classes even though they called somebody a thief and you know they just kind of but this
1: or a zero level commoner yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, but I, I thought they did a super good job of, of not saying they didn't say oh look Edgin's a tenth level bard no but you he was a bard and you could tell he's a bard because he played the lute and was smarmy and uh-huh. <laughs> but he uh, he he wasn't the if you're on D and D sites on like Facebook or social media all you see are how bards try to fuck everything and that is not remotely true
1: no it's it's a joke stereotype but yeah um no he i edgin um and, and i got to comment on the name edgin here in a minute
0: um <laughs> different than ed guy
1: <laughs> yeah he he is he's very much a fifth edition version of the bard um because i earlier editions of the bards, i didn't really think they th- there was almost no point to them. i thought because i think most people didn't know how to play them
0: i only <laughs> remember ever being in one group with a bard and and chad was even like he was a musician he yeah. went to school for music but just couldn't pull off a bard because bards yeah. were hard at the time to pull off I,
1: I think they were they were harder to do then and and in the the more recent editions especially in fifth edition they're uh they they work better in the game um and and i what i think or what, what i'm guessing a lot of people didn't quite catch is um Chris Pine's character of Edgin, Edgin Darvis, and that's where I'm going with the thing on the name here in a minute. Um, he, he does the bardic thing of inspire the party.
0: Yes, yeah, he doesn't, he's not he's not the best fighter or the best, but he comes up with the plans and he gets everybody motivated.
1: Yeah, especially the speech he gives, you know, when they're on the beach.
0: Yeah, so. it's- and they do well, never mind, I'll let you finish your thought
1: <laughs> well, but I was I was just gonna comment on the name Edgin Darvis. Did you not catch that?
0: No, what am I missing?
1: Edwin Jarvis
0: <laughs> yeah. okay, so
1: so to step out of d and d for a second and into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um Edwin Jarvis in the comic books was the name of the uh, of Tony Stark's butler. So he was Iron Man's butler. And then when the Avengers formed and Tony donated the Avengers mansion to the Avengers so that they had a, a, a place for all of them to be, he's Jarvis stayed at the mansion. So I, it just, I saw the name. It didn't, it didn't hit me watching the movie, but when I was uh, looking at stuff later on and, and I saw the last name. I went Edgin Darvis. Really?
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's awesome the if they did that on really purpose. <laughs>
1: cool. Yeah. I'm still going to laugh about the name, but the character was really cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Chris Pine does a great job with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But and, but he does a good job of being a bard and not a fighter because his yes. best friend, uh, Holga Kilgore, played by Michelle Rodriguez, that's the barbarian who, who was married to the halfling until... He broke it off because of her, you know, not being able to settle down. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you she is a barbarian who does know how to fight and kicks everybody's ass. Yeah. So they're they're playing their characters very well. The bard inspires and does music, and is you know, and the the barbarian beats the shit out of people. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, and it, but they play well. They both know their strengths, and it's it's good. Mm-hmm and i am glad they did not make there's a uh romantic relationship they right they didn't need to they had a great perfect uh, so i guess if we're not going to worry about spoilers chris yeah. pines character Eggendarvis, dervis, uh i mentioned his daughter mm-hmm. his wife dies and so he kind of starts to drink a lot and that's how holga finds him after that you know she had left her halfling husband and she didn't really have anything and and they kind of she started taking care of his daughter with him, and they they kind of had a little family bond. But they were siblings, more or less, more or less, right? And then not that it would give a shit if there was a romantic thing in there, but they didn't need to be. So I'm glad they did not.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's but the character well, they did the class is great because there was a well magic user, sorcerer, wild magic user who kind of kind of sucks until he figures out. How to use his (laughs) magic and
1: the yeah? I think that was the thing. He's he's a sorcerer. He's descended from wizards. Um, That's just wizards.
0: The wizard,
1: (laughs) yeah, the the wizard in Forgotten Realms, who's Elminster, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about Elminster a little bit later on. Um, But but Simon, uh, as as a sorcerer, that that just basically that means that magic is, is in his bloodline, and sorcerers. Um, th- w- you can you can take a subclass for everything. So I don't know what Bard College Edgin is from. I guess I could actually look it up because because uh, the D and D Beyond website
0: has their stat blocks. I don't I don't way, think they they don't go into that much detail. I've actually got those here in front of me, and I don't. Okay. And, yeah. and that's probably way too much for a movie to uh to want to go into. You yeah. know, they did a good job with just the things unless you can i mean they don't list it you might be able to suss it out if you look at his abilities and match him up but
1: yeah but well he he's definitely uh wild magic like you said yeah he um and that that is actually a subclass for sorcerer in the game and that's that's basically you can do magic but sometimes it goes wrong and you never <laughs> know what the result's going to be because you have to roll a a die you know you have to roll some dice for it (laughs) and and it may be something like you know your skin turns blue for a week or it may be something like the spell works but it's like a hundred times more powerful than you intended it to be
0: so so yeah they they did a good job with him and the druid dork was was they did a great job with her
1: yeah dork
0: yeah i liked her as a, a tiefling as a like a, there's there are humans and orcs and halflings and elves and and Doric is a, a tiefling.
1: Yes, they and, are. Um, they've they've got they've got a demonic taint to their bloodline. I think is is what it is.
0: Yeah, well, they have horns and a tail.
1: Yeah, they have horns and a tail, and and they're supposed to. I think they're supposed to be like reddish in color, skin tone. Um, But the the producers went, you know, it'll be cheaper to just say that she's, which they didn't even say in the movie, but apparently the speculation is that she um, uses part of her her wild shape ability to make her skin tone look more natural instead of reddish.
0: That fits with the character because she found a group of people to fit into after all the other humans in the world shit on her. Yeah, Still want to fit in a little bit with the uh, emerald enclave the uh, the group of people she's with that makes makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah she does a great job as a druid and and actually the, the, so you have alignments too and you know you can be good or evil but within those you can be lawful or chaotic or neutral or whatever and, and all, all, most of them are chaotic good but she's neutral good and that that kind of comes through a little yeah. bit yeah of course the paladin i i enjoyed the paladin he was kind of a stick up his ass paladin but it wasn't bad. They they did a great job of making fun of paladins. Like, he, look at him walking a straight line. Is he going to go around the rock? And he walks right over the rock. He's like, nope, <laughs> straight yeah. line. Yeah, no, it wasn't just a rock. It was a boulder. Boulder, yeah, like something that he had to hop up onto to walk over. <laughs> yeah, couldn't couldn't
1: go around it. Had to go in a straight line.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that that, that dude, uh, Roger Jean Page. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. But he did a great job.
1: Yeah. He was, he was really good. I liked that. I mean, the, the whole cast was really good. Uh, yeah, Hugh
0: the, Grant was... Uh, that, that was fun seeing him as an evil character.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And Daisy Head as Sophina, the evil... Red Wizard of Thay. Which which I've met a few in this adventure we're playing right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the, they did a great job of character classes and alignments and and putting that on a screen without putting it on screen. You know what I mean? Like they, they just do it well without it being a thing. Yes. So you can enjoy it if you don't play, but if you do play, you're like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Oh, Oh, um, real quick. We mentioned Michelle Rodriguez. Holga is a barbarian Uh and she's in the elk tribe. And I'm like, that sounds familiar. But the elk tribe is different than the tribe of the elk, which is Wolfgar's barbarian tribe from the Icewind Dale.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her actually her tribe. Um, do, do you remember that in streams of in the book Streams of Silver when when Wolfgar and them were try, trying to find Mithral Hall and they ran into that other group of barbarians
0: yeah and for for if you don't know uh r.a salvatore did the dritz books they're the drizzet series yeah so if that rings a bell it's the second second of those
1: second of those yeah from the, from the yeah from the crimson chart or the Icewind Dale trilogy yeah
0: right which is um, the first one so yeah
1: yeah um i i think that was the elk tribe
0: no, i don't it's been so long i don't remember
1: yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I just I know the, the elk tribe was one of the big barbarian tribes in that region. So
0: although they wouldn't have met Holga because well, Wolfgar, like the, the the when they ventured and was doing that, that was about 1350. Um, yeah, and DA, this is uh, about 1490 something. Uh,
1: 1490,
0: 1490. Yeah. So yeah, 150 years later. Although I've not kept up with the and this will be sure, I've not kept up with the Dritz books but evidently everybody's uh, died and come back later they came back later and so now they're actually still around during the 50 like 1500 for the fifth edition rules yeah because <laughs> yeah we need you to come back and it's time of need <laughs> uh-huh uh, whatever bob i i don't blame you for getting the money grab <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I, I don't either
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway yeah that's uh that's I for another episode yeah <laughs> oh um so i i, I was going to talk a little bit about just a couple of the like the monsters in general and maybe one or two in specific
1: okay
0: yeah which which may go into easter i don't know but the monsters thought they did uh-huh. a great job because they chose some that were interesting and powerful but you know i, I don't know they did a they did a great job of showing their abilities and mm-hmm. and the, the cgi or the practical like all of it Mm look really good oh yeah fit them in well the the intellect devourers in there went into the humor because intellect devourers are little brain-like creatures on legs that walk around and pretty much suck your intelligence yes so they're in the underdark a series like just a series of caves that are underground very dangerous Mm -hmm. and and uh the paladin goes try not to think or do anything they'll go after the intelligent first and then the the intellect devourer just walked by all of them (laughs) Chris Pine is like, well, how how rude. <laughs> so that goes into the humor that you know most gaming groups have. Yeah.
1: I and, I,
0: I I
1: liked that um Well, I'll, I'll let you talk about the I'll let you finish talking about it.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just gonna go on to a different monster. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's um I, I mean they're all good, you know, the, the mimic and everything, but I love um, I'm not even sure exactly how to pronounce him. Thimberchild, Thimberchild. Um, Thimberchild. Just... I feel like a Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not Thimberchild. That's Smith of Krakstuk. Thimberchild. <laughs> yeah, that's probably correct. Yeah, but I—he's a big, famous dragon. But I don't keep up with every aspect of D and D as it goes on. I—I right. I had no idea dragons could be such chunky boys. <laughs> Well, apparently they feed him slaves, <laughs> well, and they do it so he can't escape.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah he... because the the because the gray dwarves who are actually evil dwarves they they have him fueling their furnaces for their forges. Yeah, hence wormsmith. Yeah, yeah, wormsmith. So, so yeah, he's he is, uh, and and the the black dragon that they reference too, I think he's actually uh, out of Forgotten Realms lore too,
0: but um yeah Dagger Dagger a uh, uh, Black Dragon Draculich
1: yeah oh no no the the uh the one that they actually showed with the Cult of the Dragon
0: oh yeah that's right the one that's showing the the acid breath
1: yeah yeah I think um I I, I didn't follow the link so I don't know if he was actually introduced in the movie or if he was uh one that had been around but yeah the the the, the Dracolich that they mentioned but you don't see is uh, is a pretty famous one in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Dar- Dar- dargathoth
1: Yeah, dargathoth oh, yeah.
0: The, the Creeping Doom. I was actually reading that article. That's why I said that at the very beginning.
1: Oh, okay. I wondered.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. So, I mean, it, obviously, um would be the one monster that you can tell is the most CGI'd, uh-huh. but it still they do a really good oh, yeah. job with it. It was, yeah, but yeah. I, I I liked all the monsters. I don't know, there's good.
1: Yeah, I I I liked that they used um, in the in the arena that they used uh, three of the more iconic monsters from the game, like because you mentioned the mimic, uh, but there was the gelatinous cube and the displacer
0: beast oh yeah yeah they do use some nice yeah and they did a great job of showing what a displacer beast does yeah and a gelatinous cube <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and Go now over. we know
0: how to escape a gelatinous cube <laughs> that's, that's, that's right you have one so gelatinous cube if you don't know is just a big cube of jello like gelatin but it, it eats away your flesh yeah and so evidently if you have a Somebody in the party that can turn into a little snake to sneak through the little coils and pop out on the other side within a, a few seconds and then pull you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but the displacer beast did a great job. It's a, the displacer beast is a, like a panther with these weird extra, not really tentacle, but tentacle like things that, that it, but it, it can make it look like it's someplace else. So it'll sneak up and eat you. Yeah. Did a great job of showing that. Mm hmm. I don't really have a bad thing to say about it
1: I don't either well except, <laughs> except. I, I do have one thing that I, I want to bring up so somebody one of the websites or one of one of the articles I read said that the mentioning Elminster was a kind of a way to acknowledge Ed Greenwood um and uh, they uh the wizard morden Morden canaan is is mentioned actually is pretty important to the plot. Not, oh yeah, not Morden Kanan himself, but one of his spells is essential to the plot. And Morden Kanan was one of Gary Gygax's characters, so that was a way to reference Gygax in the movie. And this is where I do have a problem with the movie because. Gary Gygax and Dave Aronson, who were not the only two people responsible for creating Dungeons and Dragons, but who were the two most important people in creating Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and I say not the only two, because you had basically everybody that was part of their group that contributed something, whether it was Gygax's kids or some of the other, you know, people who were who, who created and, and characters and a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, we, we reference now with you know like uh Bigsby's
0: hand or, floating hand or
1: hand or you know as as one of the groups I played with like to call it Bigsby's ba- bitch slap. Um <laughs> or, or Tensor's floating disc. You know, all, all these magical spells were were named after the characters that people were playing in the games that Gary Gygax and Dave Aronson created. And you know that those two worked together to create the the game Dungeons and Dragons, and it was you know it was a collaborative effort mostly with those two, but with all these other people. And the the movie is set in the Forgotten Realms, which was created by Ed Greenwood. Which is now, you know, the Forgotten Realms as it is in the movie and the game is is something that is, for the most part owned by Wizards of the Coast and therefore Hasbro because Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. Um, but Ed Greenwood still has his own version of Forgotten Realms that he runs on a weekly basis that is different from the published materials. But those three creators, the, especially you know the two who created the game Dungeons and & Dragons and the guy who created the setting this movie takes place in, have no credit in the movie for being creators. They were not given credit anywhere. Their names do not appear in the movie, in the credit list. Anything. Um, what it says is based on the role play, or it based on Dungeons and Dragons owned by Hasbro. And I used to like Hasbro, but since they took over Wizards of the Coast, and they've really been pissing me off. <laughs> and and I want to say a big fuck you to Hasbro for not giving the three creators of what you put in that movie. Other than that, I like the movie. It was really good.
0: Yeah. Damn it.
1: (laughs) Don't let my rant keep you from seeing the movie.
0: (laughs) I mean, literally, that's the only thing even Jody has a problem with, and he's a grouchy bastard.
1: (laughs) I I am. (laughs) Maybe I should be called Oscar.
0: Well, you are trash. No. (laughs) No. I resemble that remark (laughs) (laughs) that's that's all i i i have i i mean i I pick things out i was watching them like that's like what we would do or we're playing that right now or oh that's cool monster but it's good yeah (laughs) did did you like it it's good (laughs) good
1: yeah it's 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 fun and entertaining you know and if that's i mean it's not real deep um I mean, it's I, I, it's not Lord of the Rings level drama, you know, but it's it's yeah, it's fun and entertaining and
0: quite enjoyable. Very much so. Even Zaz Tam gave it two thousand <laughs> thumbs up with all of his undead army. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs>
1: damn red wizards (laughs)
0: if you watch the movie you'll get that reference
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i understood that reference (laughs) surely some of our listeners did too (laughs)
0: without having to yeah that's what i have
1: yeah 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 that's uh that's about it for me yeah
0: so yeah you should rate us write us review us and then go watch the movie unless you've seen it and then go watch it again yeah so 'm I'm, I'm probably good. I don't know if I'll go see it in the theater again, but I'm definitely gonna watch it again when it comes out on either streaming or you know I buy the DVD or whatever.
1: yeah, I have to say, I'm definitely gonna get this one on Blu-ray. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's a good movie. Yep. do things. don't don't do things. We're not your parents. <laughs> well maybe. I don't know. How old are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, do the stuff. With the stuff, with the stuff.
0: Yeah, but not not the stuff from the horror movie. The stuff because that'll eat you alive. But the other stuff. Yeah. Un- until until next time, I am Lich James. Yeah, I'm Jody. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll creeping do at you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Yay! Aw, that wasn't even remotely like Kermit. No. This
1: is nice, not having to wear headphones. (laughs) I don't know. What the hell am I doing?
0: Hey, did you know that I'm not uptight?
1: You're not uptight.
0: I'm also not unattractive. But I'm not going to be yours tonight. But I Uh, am radioactive. Uh Uh-huh. I was about to ask you what you thought of the movie. Then I realized, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't want to listen to you go on twice.
1: (laughs) Uh, When we come up for uh, Gen Con, I'm going to try to get to where you meet everybody.
0: Cool. Or everybody meets you. (laughs) Uh, They should be so fortunate, but sure. (laughs)